Hello, everyone. We are live. And by we, I mean, I'm, we, I'm live with all these wonderful pe people uh, on Friday night. So it's once again time for Explain Yourself. Unfortunately, Kevin couldn't be here with us tonight, um, but I'm sure he'll be back next week uh, to deliver more of his awesome anecdotes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> coming at us tonight, uh, we have Joe Santana. Uh, from uh, the Haunted Box number one. We have Sarah Cook from No Spell Last Forever uh, returning. Uh, Steven's been on here with us before. Steven Prince with the Monster Matador. And uh, then we've got uh, Alan, and I'm going to mispronounce your last name. And Do it. Completely, Do <laughs> I've, it. Completely Try it. Mis I've misplaced it at the moment, man. Okay, it's uh, Alan Dunford. And uh, Alan. yeah, I've, this is my second time on here too. Oh yeah, that's right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, with uh, Grandma Chainsaw. So... Uh, what we'll do is how about we go ahead and just get started i'm gonna flip around over here i don't have kevin here to do all of the really cool stuff so um we've got joey galvez in the audience hey joey um so how about we get started um i'm gonna start immediately to my left and with john so john if uh if you're at a con and i'm betting that you guys are here, so you're probably not at the big con that's going on right now. <laughs> uh, but somebody walked by your booth. How would you get them interested in uh, The Haunted Box? Sure. Uh, well, The Haunted Box is a horror anthology series, and all the stories revolve around a simple premise. So a uh, mysterious box arrives, and uh, in it is exactly what you need to solve your problem. Give you all your wishes. All the box asks for is you take one life. box wants blood. That's the whole box. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Continuing on around, uh, Sarah Cook with No Spell Last Forever. If somebody were, you know, running by trying not to make eye contact with you, you know, going down into the indie, uh, all the indie tables, uh, how would you get their attention? Um, I would say uh, No Spell Lasts Forever is a noir urban fantasy. Uh, it's about a magic user who meets an early death and makes a deal with the devil for a second chance at life. Um, her uh, task is to corrupt one truly good soul, uh, but can she do it? And uh, what uh, what does it mean for the fate of her eternal soul, if not? Cool. Very cool. And hey, more Joey. Hey, Joey. Yeah, <laughs> lots and lots of talent tonight. I think you helped with that a little bit, didn't you? All right. Um, all right, I'm going to flip down to Alan. Uh, who's been on the show before. Thanks for reminding me because no, I'm, I'm very forgettable. It's okay. No, I'm, <laughs> I've got, uh, I can't, we came up with a term that the day job has me traveling a lot. I, I recently changed. So, uh, we came up with this term called blurs day. Blurs you know, day. Okay. What, <laughs> what, what day is it? I don't know. Where am I somewhere? I did. It's, <laughs> it's blurs day. I don't know. But, uh, if someone were, uh, you know, Sneaking by your booth, uh, shocked at the giant banner of Grandma Chainsaw. How would you get their attention? <laughs> um, man, I don't know because it kind of just does what it says on the label, right? <laughs> like I've, our, our book is a it's a slasher horror uh, dark comedy about a grandma who is a serial killer and uses a chainsaw. Exactly the end. what you would expect. <laughs> nice. <Yep. laughs> All right, and last but certainly not least, um, 
Stephen Prince of the Monster Matador. Hey, sir, how how would you handle uh, the, the the good old thirty second elevator pitch for Monster Matador? Um, it's a post apocalyptic kaiju throwdown about a matador who fights monsters to make a better world for his daughter. Um, so, I mean, you know, the book is what it is. But the funny thing about it is that a lot of people are always read the book and they're like, oh, it really is about a matador who fights kaiju monsters. So, yeah. <laughs> just like it says on the label, right? Yeah, just like it says. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, oh, hey, we have, uh, looks like we have Katrina Roets in the house. Hey, hey glad Katrina. you made it back. <laughs> All right. Well, we've had our 30-second pitches, so let's go back around kind of the opposite way and uh, let's kind of take a deep dive uh, into each of the projects, uh, if that sounds all right to everyone. Uh, Steven, since uh, we kind of got to you last on the rotation, do you want to take a deep dive and share your screen and we can take a look at uh, the Monster Matador project? Um, okay, let me see if I can do this. Oh, here we go. No pressure, it's just we're all watching you, okay? Yep. <laughs> the fate of the stream is in your hands. That's right. <laughs> uh, huh. Okay. Can, can you give me, uh, do, do you want to go to someone else and give me a minute to figure this out? Sure. Well, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Alan, uh, do you want to have a, have a go at it? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's see here. Let me uh, do this. Share screen. Uh, don't share any personal information. Got it. Okay. Have share all of those ta other tabs have those <laughs> elsewhere. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Done. Okay. So let's see here. Let's go ahead and share this. All right. Yeah. There you go. I will get you. There we go. All right. Grandma Chainsaw. All right. Are we full awesome. screen and everything? Yep. It's out there. All right. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Grandma <laughs> Chainsaw. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, we were lucky in this one. Uh, we funded uh, day one, so we were really happy with that. Nice. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. We are, uh, as you see, we have 12 days to go, and we are at the, uh, the glorious uh, Kickstarter slump, right, where um, it, we're, we're losing money every day. You know, so it's like the first, Red, yeah, it's like zone. the first like three, three days are amazing. And then after that, everything's just, oh my God, can we please just get one backer? And then the last two days are incredible. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so Grandma Chainsaw, uh, believe it or not, I actually have a very soft spot for the geriatric population. Um, <laughs> I was a uh, personal information. I was raised by my grandparents. So um, I, I'm able to kind of uh, inject a lot of what I was raised with and just the uh, the generational gaps, right, mm -hmm. that we see. So uh, I'm kind of able to, to play off that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we, we got the project we love, which um, I'll never understand it uh, because <laughs> we, we, we didn't get it on our last campaign. And our last campaign was our biggest one that we had. So I just don't know what the algorithm is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what we wanted to do with, with this series was uh, just kind of let this be a uh, let this be an ode to all the stuff that we love so much growing up with these uh, slasher horror movies and 
uh, like stuff like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead, things like that, right? Uh, So we have the typical tropes. uh, Four friends get lost on vacation. They end up on Grandma Hazel's doorstep. Hazel seems innocent enough, but the group will soon learn that evil has a perm. I love that tag. (laughs) Evil has a perm. (laughs) Um, So... If if anyone watching or if you guys here, uh, we we we're working on another comic book series called Pocus Hocus, and uh, we have the exact same team that's working on that over to here because we just love working with everyone so much. Um, so yeah, here is uh, this is just our previews for it. Um, yeah, look, people tied up. Yay! What do you expect? Uh, <laughs> so we have our Grandma Hazel uh, coming in. And we really wanted to try to capture the slasher horror feel uh, and make kind of make the, the coloring look a little grainy um, mm-hmm. and just really just have fun with it, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then right here we have our, our covers. This is our main cover. Uh, we actually uh, got picked up by Source Point Press for this one. Oh, nice. Which is, yeah, which is really cool. So <laughs> I'll just uh, try not to rush through it too, too much, but... But yeah, very cool. It looks like uh, let's see, Jay Burns said he would love to see the trailer, and we've actually shared uh, the trailer uh, before. So if you if you'd want to play the trailer, oh uh, yeah, we'll uh, definitely. Yeah, we'll go ahead and do that real quick. It's not long, everyone. It's not one of those out of nowhere like twenty minute ones. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? Can we hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. that's um that that's our trailer <laughs> um but yeah so we we're also doing a crossover promotion uh with another campaign that's running right now midnight highway so if you back both at a physical level uh we're doing a crossover print which we thought was something just kind of cool to to help drive interest in both campaigns mm-hmm. um something different we tried this time too we have a uh, uv activated glow metal cover um cool. so we're, we did limited edition with these and they're all individually numbered too. Just so kind of like, I don't know, just a fun little collector's item. So this is an exclusive cover with that too. Uh, another thing we did, we call it Hazel's memory maker because again, growing up with grandparents, I know how important pictures are. So <laughs> you get to be drawn next to, uh, next to our serial killer granny. Nice. Yay. And so, uh, our, uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned that this is the same team from Pocus Hocus. Yes. It is. I mean, it, 
Are, are you wanting to, co- to continue Pocus Hocus and Grandma Chainsaw at the same time? I mean, how is that going to affect your scheduling? I mean, because it's, I, I know what, uh, you know, a team, having a team together is like and, you know, how scheduling is, oh, well, scheduling yeah. is my personal nightmare. So, um, yeah, scheduling sucks. <laughs> like, there, there's no way to put that lightly, right? Scheduling is just terrible. Yeah. Um, but, these guys are, are so fast and so dedicated to everything that we're doing that we're able to easily stagger releases. Uh, so Grandma nice. Chainsaw, we only have four pages left to finish. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll have that done, you know, probably here, honestly, in the next, like, you know, week. Um, Very cool. And then uh, we've already have the script halfway done for Pocus 5. So that's going to be mm-hmm. our next campaign launching. And then we're going to do Grandma Chainsaw 2 after that. So it's, it's a good staggered release that we have going. Nice. Very nice. Um, so yeah, we've already unlocked our first stretch goal. Um, we are, we have two more left and hopefully we'll, we'll get those unlocked too. We, you know, it looks like we have plenty of time, but again, we're at the slump part, right? The so dead every, zone, everyone yes. knows how, how that goes. <laughs> um, we're also offering Pocus Hocus on here too, for anyone that may have missed it so they can go back and get it. Um, the same guy who made our grandma chainsaw trailer also made our Pocus trailer. So um that's on there too just to kind of give just a brief overview of what's going on with that as well okay cool uh, well what um yeah as far as the reward tiers what's I don't know, what's been your most popular tier or um, is there one you want to point out yeah so most popular tier obviously just the standard covered because uh, it's the cheapest mm-hmm. so go gotcha. for that right uh, other than just the pdf itself mm-hmm. um but the one that i really like uh other than getting all of our caught up tier and everything is our t-shirt uh, our T-shirt is uh, it's in the font of crochet and it says eat, slay, love with our logo on the back of it just because nice. we think we're funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also offer physical catch ups, everything. But uh, one thing that I, I do want to highlight about our Kickstarter campaign is something that we do with all of them. Uh, we make everything an a la carte system. Uh, so you're not really strong armed into getting one thing or the other. So, uh, everything that you see on here is also an add-on. Um, okay, so cool. that way you can kind of really just build your own tier. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. we have the big tier uh, where you get everything that's listed on here. Um, but, you know, we, we just still, if someone's just feeling strongly about, hey, I just want a metal cover and then a regular cover, they, they can just do that. So Gotcha. Yep. Well, very cool. Yep. Thank you, guys. Hey, not a problem. Um uh, does anybody else have any questions for, for Alan? Um, I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's a great, that's a great trailer. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. appreciate that. Oh, I wish yeah. I could take credit. I would just wish I could take credit for any of this. The only thing is you should, that, you should. Yeah. Like, no one's going to, uh, no, no going to say anything. Okay. Yeah. You're right. This was all me. Everything. <laughs> yeah. well, I did have a question uh, about the trailer. Did you, did you write the trailer and send it off to the guy who created the trailer for you, or did he come up with that on his own? Um, so the the studio is called Prevalent Mind Studio. The guy's name is Jared, and again, we worked with him before on Pocus. Uh, he he's really awesome because we all we have to do is just send him uh, the script, uh, whatever TIFF files we have of each individual page, and then he just kind of builds the trailer around uh, what we already have. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So okay. he's he's very efficient, and I I love that about him. So. Well, awesome. So, uh, Pocus, the latest issue of Pocus Hocus has been your largest campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, how uh, how long do you think that's going to last? It looks like Grandma Chainsaw is doing 
fairly well so far. Yeah, so Grandma Chainsaw is doing awesome. Um, it's actually uh, kind of going neck and neck with Pocus. Oh, and I did want to mention this, too. Uh, we also have aprons on here. So, <laughs> apron, uh, we got you covered. Uh, and they're embroidered. Nice. So uh, very good quality, just like the guys that made our T-shirts from Beaten and bruised blue. <laughs> yep. This, this is my personal favorite, Grandma's Ashtray Black. So we, we like that. Um, but no, yeah, so this one's, this one's on pace uh, with Pocus 4. Um, it's just issue mm-hmm. ones are hard, uh, especially mm-hmm. in, in a crowdfunding campaign, because y- you would think that people want to get in on the ground floor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to Kickstarters, th- there's always that, that hesitancy of, well, I hope this creator continues it. So I'll wait mm-hmm. till issue two comes out and then I'll just backtrack mm-hmm. and get the rest, which I totally get because I'm sure uh, people get burned sometimes thinking a series going to progress and they get issue mm-hmm. one and then issue two doesn't come out for two or three years or sometimes not even at all. Yeah. So, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, be- before we go on, uh, who's the rest of your team on this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You- so uh, it- it's myself uh, and then my co-writer will, and we have Brian Belando. Uh, who has done an amazing work with all of our inks. Uh, And then Jason Smith, who has been here for doing all of our coloring. And then uh, Dave Lentz is our letterer. And then, unfortunately, we have this guy as our PR rep. Oh, man, that guy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, these guys are, uh, they're they're more than what we could ever ask for. And uh, I just thank them for for taking on all these wacky, crazy ideas. And we also have a lot more in store too. So, <laughs> Well, very nice. Yeah. Well, all right. It looks like, uh, Steven, I think you're ready to rock right. on Monster Matador. So I'm going to take that away. Hey, I'm, I'm working it. I'm you working did it. it. You did it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and all right. So, and then Alan, I think you can, uh, stop sharing at this point. Okay. I think it, uh, okay. Cool. There we yeah. go. Perfect. Okay, and now Stephen, can you share your screen? Uh, I'm trying. Okay, if it doesn't yeah, work, I can I can share. So it's yeah. I, I'm sorry. It's just not. It's it's not letting me do it. Hmm. Well, that's weird because I don't have uh, a. Let's see. Uh, I think share screen. I do there this. we go. No, it's saying can't access my screen I've oh wait, are you on are you on a mac yeah you mm-hmm. have to grant it some special privileges and then restart your browser it's a pain in the butt don't worry man i got oh. you oh uh, okay all right <laughs> good, yeah good looking out right yeah. yeah i've done it before with other programs but yeah it's always a uh... always something different yeah yeah all it's right always well something different, i so. i got your back man uh thank you here here is monster matador all right um so uh, let's let's take a, a deeper dive into uh, Monster Matador, if that sounds all right with you. You know, who, who's your team, and you know right. what's what's the project look like? All right. So this is uh, Monster Matador Volume One. It's a collection of our first two Monster Matador adventures, Tango the Matadors and Afropocalypse, um, and uh, it also includes a bonus story that's exclusive to the collection. Mm-hmm. And it has a study guide in it, which is uh, kind of a cool thing. The study guide is from Dr. Teresa Rojas of uh, Modesto College, and it's um, she kind of explores the history uh, and, and the cultural kind of history of matadors, um, oh, cool. and, and also poses some like questions related to like um, art technique and things like that. Um, these pages, which you're seeing, are from Tangle the Matadors. Uh, 
The Matador joins a ragtag group of locals in Guatemala to fight the Volagante, who is this giant fly beast type monster. And what's um, our little twist on this is that it's not just her, but also her children. So she has thousands of children that they have to, they have to figure out how to fight as well. Um, Afropocalypse uh, was our follow-up. It's my love letter to Predator. Uh, the Matador joins an international team of kaiju killers to hunt down an ancient evil in the heart of South Africa that threatens to unleash a zombie plague on the world. Um, what was fun about this one was, we, was that we had a few uh, comic creators actually guest star as the kaiju killers. Uh, <laughs> nice. Ryland Grant, who uh, is known for his work, um, Suicide Chalk is for Source Point Press, Banjax uh, from Action Lab, and also the co-creators of uh, Baby Badass, David Schrader, and Christian Horn. Uh, this is a page from our bonus story, which... Uh, sees the matador this follows up directly after afropocalypse it sees the matador returning home to mexico to his daughter and we set up our next uh kaiju the mega racha which is basically a giant cockroach <laughs> <laughs> nice um and and that, that 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 leads into our next our next sort of uh series of adventures which is under the label of once upon some monsters in mexico <laughs> um <laughs> We've got the book in digital, softcover, hardcover. Um, we have signed editions. Uh, for the first time, um, we have a book plate that is signed by me, Fabio Alves, who's the artist, and Alex Zeff, who is the colorist. Um, I just got them from Fabio in Brazil, and they're on their way to Mexico right now to Alex. Um, we have a sketch version from Fabio, and Fabio draws the, the book uh, digitally, so there is no original art with the exception of a handful of uh, covers and pinups, and we have one of the pinups from Tony Donnelly available oh, nice. uh, in this in this campaign. Uh, for add-ons, we've got variant covers from Piers campaigns. We have a glow-in-the-dark screen print from Nakatomi Print Labs. Uh, it's a high-quality print, similar to the type you would get from Mondo uh, companies like that. There's a black and white edition of Afropocalypse, which is kind of cool. We only did 20 of them because um, I didn't know what the demand was, but people seem to like it. So, uh, but it's cool. It really brings out the horror in the book. Very cool. Um, and these are our tiers, uh, digital, the regular paperback. We have a virgin cover of the paperback, hardcovers, the signed editions. Uh, we also have a retailer tier, a monster matador tier, which is pretty much everything we've done across the campaigns and the original art. Very nice. So, Cool. Well, it. Uh, and so uh, I guess. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say I, I was gonna talk a little about the team. Um, I am the writer, the creator of Monster Matador. Uh, I used to work in the toy business. I used to be in product development and uh, uh, developing toy lines for for animation. Um, and now I'm trying to make some comps, some cool comics. Um, Fabio Alves is a Ringo Award nominated uh, artist who's worked on uh, Banjax, like I said, for Action Lab. He has also worked on The Jump with Ryland Grant. Um, Ryland and I are friends and we kind of share Fabio between projects, uh, but he's, he's amazing um, and he keeps getting better. Uh, and, and what's cool about his art is it kind of, it kind of uh, sets, uh, he kind of tweaks it a little bit to fit the tone of the story. Um, so, so it's always kind of fun to see what he comes back with. Um, Alex Zeff is our colorist. Uh, she is, um, 
she has also just keeps getting better and better. She's currently the colorist on the Source Point press book, uh, Cult of Dracula, and I think the sequel that just came out, Rise of Dracula. Oh, cool. Uh, Teresa Rojas uh, is doing our study guide, and Katrina Rotes, who's um, I think still watching, and I bet this is the third uh, <laughs> show I've been on with Katrina this week, uh, is our proofreader. And according to Clay Adams, who I know you've had on the show, having a cat on your Kickstarter page does boost <laughs> your campaign. Uh, so that is our cat. I'm going to have to, you know, I may have to try that with my dog. That's actually not a bad yeah, idea. Right. I don't know about dogs. I don't know about dogs. I just heard about cats. Um, and uh, the book is, you know, the book is done. Um, the only thing I'm waiting on is the, uh, the study guide, which is um, I'm getting on Monday. So we're we're pretty much ready to send it off to the printer and get it to you. We do use Gemini mailers um, for uh, if you get more than a trade and variants, whatever. We pack in boxes. Um, it's very very important to me that uh, the books arrive to you in good shape because I don't want to send them again. And uh, you know, I mean, look, you're making the book happen, so we go the extra mile. So exactly. Um, but yeah, but the book is a lot of fun. It, it's just as crazy and wild as it as it sounds. Um, there's action, there's humor, there's uh, romance, there's tears, there's everything you could ever want. We laughed, we cried. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's yeah, it's like Mad it's Mad Max meets Godzilla with like a a, a good dose of a telenovela. Um, you know. Well, is there, you know, you were talking about your tiers here. Is there one tier that's kind of your favorite tier or, you know, one you want to focus on for a second? Um, yeah, I mean, my favorite, I think, is the the triple signed hardcover. Ah, it comes okay. with, um, I mean, it's, it's, but the hardcover in general is really cool. That the, the, the regular one comes with a book plate signed by me, uh, but the limited one, it's signed by me, Fabio, and Alex. And because we're in different countries, um, this is the first time we're doing it. Mm -hmm. um and uh i've also had so many problems uh shipping internationally and to brazil so we only did 50 of them because um it gets expensive if things gets get lost and you know you have to keep reshipping Absolutely. Um, but that but that's one we're doing special for this campaign i don't know that we're really uh gonna do something like that again until we have another uh kind of hardcover something special for it so awesome um, um yeah. I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing this for a minute and flip back over to here. All right, we're back. Hey, I actually managed to do that without screwing it up. So that's a plus. That's a plus one for me. I'm calling calling that a win. Um, you know, it's funny because we've kind of there's a bit of a you know a cult horror kind of vibe. You know, Kevin and I always joke that we're just this good because we always come up with a theme for every show. We mm -hmm. but Maybe we did this time. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the season, right? I think everyone's yeah. kind of. It is the season. Well, let's uh, let's move on around, and uh, we'll talk to Sarah. So, Sarah, uh, welcome. How uh, how's it going? And uh, let's talk more about No Spell Last Forever. Sounds good. <laughs> um, should I share? Uh, yeah, if you don't mind, go ahead and share your screen. Um, and uh, I am also can... on a Mac, so I'll give it a try. But <laughs> if not, I got your back. 
Yeah, basically you have to go into the settings, unlock it, give StreamYard access to something, your whatever, and then relock it and then relaunch the browser. I think it's all a pain. I did it once and then I didn't want to have to do it again. So. Yeah, I think I'm getting that same message. Same thing. Browser all right. Well, my screen. <laughs> not a problem. I have, I have got you taken care of here. One moment, mm -hmm. and I will get that shared. Chrome tab, and all right, here we go. And oh, and I forgot to put the links up for. Uh, for everybody else, but let's throw the link up there on the screen here. Uh, yeah, I'm not used to doing this by myself, so there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, now we are sharing the screen. So, okay, this is No Spell Last Forever. Uh, you just launched, what, a couple of days ago, I think? Wednesday, yeah. And we funded it in, in three days, which was. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> really exciting. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for my first uh, first launch too, that was uh, that was especially yeah. exciting. That is awesome because you don't have to go through that soul crushing dead zone where you wonder if you're ever gonna get another backer again because you haven't funded yet. So, you know, yeah. you've you've spared yourself <laughs> all of that. That's really the smart thing to do. I wish I would have thought to do that. <laughs> Um, yep. Yeah, so, uh, the artist I've been working with is Aimee Holly. Um, she did the cover, uh, the variant artist is Elena Amanetti. Um, and they're just both super talented. <laughs> um, I've, I've had a lot of fun working with both of them. Uh, this is the variant. Mm -hmm. It's, um, so it's a noir urban fantasy and our main character Rosette is, uh, influenced by old noir films. And the one that's kind of her, her favorite is The Big Sleep. Uh, so the variant is an homage to the old movie poster of The Big Sleep. Ah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So um, as far as the, the rest of your team, you've got, um, you've got your artist. Uh, who is, are they handling the coloring as well? Do you have a separate letterer? Um, I'm doing the lettering. I'm is doing, oh, doing cool. colors. Oh, well, nice. Very nice. Um, oh, we don't want to talk about this guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, stretch goals. Uh, do you want me to go up or down? I mean, what do you, what would you, what um, do you want to focus on? Yeah, I guess maybe all the way at the bottom is a four-page preview. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Here, so here's the preview right here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's. I feel like Ime's work just really. Um, captures that noir like the rainy city at night and mm -hmm. she just kind of hit hit the nail on the head with that um yeah and I, a little more about the story I'll, I'll go into a little more detail um so uh rosette is is a magic user and uh she uh manifests her magic as a kid and her parents kind of don't know what to do with her and they leave her with this guild of magic users called conjurers uh, who, who help her learn how to use her magic, but um, she kind of already feels betrayed because of that by her parents. And then the guild doesn't really have her back either. 
Um, so she runs off to New York and uh, ends up using her, her magic as a fixer for the mob. Um, so that's, uh, that's what gets her killed and, and kind of leads into uh, the rest of the events of the series. Cool, very cool. All right, uh, you mean to scroll back up and maybe take a look at the uh, the reward tiers? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so is there one tier that you're kind of, you know, that's your favorite or one um, that just has surprised you or anything like that? Um, I think my favorite is probably the $50 one because mm -hmm. uh, it has uh, all of the, the uh, the variant and the standard covers, and then it has a uh, digital artist's ash can, uh, which is going to include some of Aimee's uh, thumbs and pencils and, and inks. Um, and then I'm going to have a writer's ash can, which uh, will have some of my notes and, and some of the sort of different versions of different scenes, earlier versions, um, and a little sneak preview of another project that I'm working on. Um, it's got digital wallpapers. Uh, some other good stuff. I think that one, uh, that one is probably my favorite. Um, and I've got signed copies of, of each, the regular and the standard. Um, this will all be available as, as add-ons too. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's something that's always kind of, and, and we can maybe talk about this, uh, you know, after, after we, you know, get through the other ones, but, you know, add-ons here versus add-ons on backer kit or both, yeah. or, you know, it, it's, it's really kind of, it gets interesting because you want to make sure i think that you give everybody a chance to get what they want where mm -hmm. they want it i guess and it, it but it gets it gets a little complicated i feel like from you know a creator side because you know where am i right now am i in kickstarter <laughs> is it back yeah. kid or is it some other you know a fulfillment service uh, do yeah. you, will you be using a fulfillment service or will you just be doing this via backer i mean via kickstarter um, i think i'm going to be using backer kit Okay, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, is uh, and you know we typically ask this too. You know, this is issue number one. Um, yeah. What uh, what does the completed story look like, or is there a complete a, a complete story? Is it an ongoing, mm -hmm. a limited series? What's what's your plan? Uh, it's a six issue series, um, and I've got all all six issues written. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. um, getting them made is the next step, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a six issue series. Oh, excellent. All right. Um, let's let me check. Uh, it's hard to check. Let's, let's see if we've got any. We looks like we've got some comments here. Uh, shoot, why didn't I? Oh, yeah, Katrina. <laughs> good, good one, Katrina. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> and hey, there we go. Hi, Sean. All right. Well, um, is there anything else you want to discuss with No Spell Last Forever? Or um... Uh, I guess maybe just stretch goals. Um, that's oh, okay, what yeah. we're moving on to next. <laughs> yeah, let's take um, a look at them. Yeah, the first one is uh, just designs for, for merch, um, which uh -huh. we don't have yet, <laughs> uh, but I would love to have for, uh, for the future. So that's uh, if we hit 1,500. Um, so we're a little ways away, but not ridiculously far away. Um, and then the next one is just paper stock upgrade, which is not as flashy, but I'm, I'm excited about it. It would be nice to do. Um, the others we, we actually have already, already achieved. They're, uh, based on number of backers. 
uh, and those were extra copies or extra comics. Um, and then, yeah, if we uh, if we hit those, I might add some others. <laughs> cool, very cool. Toward right now. You know, uh, you talk about uh, paper stock, but I've I, I've made that a stretch goal for all of the the crossover divisions, mm -hmm. and we've we've hit it. And it the the book. You know, you upgrade the paper stock for the cover and you upgrade the interior paper stock. It just feels, you know, more yeah. substantial. It just it, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but I I love the fact that I can get that better paper stock and better cover stock because it makes the book feel so much better. You know, when you're when yeah. you're reading it, you know, I think so, too. It, it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. Uh, Tell you what, let's uh, we'll keep moving around the horn if that's all right with everyone. I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing at the moment. Did I do it right? I think I did it right. Yay! <laughs> all right, um, and we're back to we're we're back around to John. Hey, John. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the haunted box. All right. Let's see if this is going to let me do this. Mm -hmm. It's sharing a screen. Hold on. I am also on a Mac, but I think it's I think it's allowing me to hear up. Oh, I think this is gonna work. It's working. Hey, all right. You guys can see this? I can see that. Okay, I cannot see you. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is the haunted box. Um, you mind if I play my trailer? I'll just do a minute of the trailer as well, just to for everybody to get a feel of it. Sure, go for it. All right. I'll set it up to full screen. the gist of it um, nice so as you can see it was a it's a black and white book um it is definitely inspired by the old 70s and 80s warren style comics they made creepy vampirella i have a copy of creepy if you guys can still see me um that's that's the uh this is the style we're going for um at least nice. in terms of um reference uh it's definitely a modern take on it but um mm. That's what we were going for. We're going for a kind of black and white gritty feel there. Mm -hmm. um, as you can see on our cover, we've got the Blood Queen. Uh, she is a character in the story, a recurring character, uh, because even though it was an anthology series, the stories sort of uh, loosely tie together and they all revolve around this box. And she's one of the messengers or the people that the, or the demons that deliver the box. So that's where gotcha. she comes from. Um, cool. We did something different here. We did something called the Day One Edition. Uh, day one edition means that, and I'll, I'll show you guys right here, um, we printed a short copy, meaning it's got three of the six original stories in it, uh, because we wanted to be able to ship something by this Halloween. So even though we're not going to be uh, able to fund the entire book until February uh, mm -hmm. when we get it out, we have something in hand uh, already printed, already lettered, ready to go, and we want to be able to get that to people and. the uh, that really helped us in the that first couple of days. Um, most most of my uh, most of my pledges came from 
the new day one edition add-on. Uh, Very cool. So um, let's let's talk about the art a little bit. Who's sure. uh, who's your complete team uh, so, for the book? I'm, I'm glad you asked. I, I you guys make me feel terrible for not having pictures of everybody. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to fix that tomorrow first thing in the morning. But um, it's a big team. It's a big team because it's an anthology series. So we've got multiple writers, multiple artists. It is a black and white book. Um, so we don't have a lot of colorists working on it, of course. Uh, we'll get to that as a stretch goal, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, but we do have a lot of artists working on. So we've, the cover artist for the premium edition, Damian Torres, he's amazing. He also did some interiors. He did the origin of the Blood Queen uh, story. Uh, Ryan Brown is the artist of that blue cover that you see right there in front of uh, you. That he's just the cover artist. Uh, but we love working with Ryan. We've got um, Gary De La Rear, uh did a story inside. We've got Sean Bova did a story inside, and his was really cool. I'll show you. A pre Actually, let me show you a preview of these guys' work while we're talking about it, since I don't have pictures. Right. Uh, this right, is huh? this is Damian Torres' work. This is a real true throwback to the old Warren comics, Vampirella style, creepy, mm -hmm. eerie uh, of the 70s and 80s. That's what he was going for. He re did a really good job. That's Damian Torres. Um, this nice. is Sean Bova. He did a, a really cool, him and Mina Elwa, who's the writer of this story called Domus Dentum. They had a cool idea. They wanted to make it look like a children's book, but re be really effed up. <laughs> and, and <laughs> uh, so that's what they did there, and I loved it. It came out great. Um, and then this nice. is Gary De La Rear. He, uh, he introduced us to the builder of the box, the very mysterious guy who makes the boxes that go to people's houses or show up on people's front doors, you know, to give them that uh, the decision that will change their lives forever. Mm-hmm. And Very cool. I, I wrote that one, and I also wrote this one, uh, written by Jamar. I mean, drawn by Jamar Bulda, who worked with me on Jaded on a, a previous Kickstarter project that we funded. Um, he nice. did this. This is a story uh, about a girl named Ursa Hunter, and she runs into the Blood Queen in the forest, and that uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> nice. Um, the cool thing about the Blood Queen is she is a bloodbender, is the way I put it. So she controls blood that comes out of people's bodies and makes creatures with them. So oh. they've got to fight those creatures in the woods. That's going to be a lot of fun. Gotcha. So how how was it? Uh, you know, we we've talked to a lot of uh, anthology people, and I think herding cats is kind of the mm -hmm. the general consensus when it comes to getting all the individual teams to make sure that everything's ready to roll and you've got the, you know, everything's ready for the final, you know, project. How, how, how did it all come together? Uh, it actually came together. We're co-creators, myself, Mina Elwell and uh, AC Medina, who uh, they are also comic book writers. They've done stuff for scout comics, multiple uh, comics for scout comics and other publishers. Um, and we were just friends and we came together with an idea about um, how we could make, a haunted box like a, a an actual box that we could create a subscription service for right uh realized it was going to be too expensive and the logistics were going to be too out of control but we decided okay what if we made it a comic book so the three of us were already invested in this idea together um so that was very helpful so you got three writers off the bat and we all know artists um and all we did was take the the subscription service concept and and turned it into a comic book concept, something that we could just duplicate uh, the concept. Sort of like Twilight Zone uh, is where we were taking it, like Twilight Zone where you just take a, a human being, put them in a situation, see what happens on the other side. Um, 
but everybody has a choice to make. So some characters will choose to take and use the contents of the box, and therefore they will have to kill someone. Other characters will choose not to kill someone, and if they do that, they take the contents of the box, and they don't kill someone, there's consequences for them. There's a curse, and there's demons who come after them. So there's so many different ways we could take it. We've got many writers and many artists that work on it. So the hurting the cat thing, I haven't really felt that yet because um, all the writers are on the same page. Everybody's willing to work with their artists and get stuff in together. So that's actually been fun. That's the fun right. part. Awesome. Well, you know, and it's something that we, I should probably go back around the horn on too. But, uh, how, how many more days do you have left on the campaign? Well, I have got uh, 15 days to go. Um, about uh, 70% uh, funded, um, which, you know, 70% sounds like a good number, but I have definitely hit that dead zone. And it's yeah. nerve-wracking. <laughs> so uh, we'll get there, though. It, it was cool that we got projects we love. Uh, it was ironic that that was the day everything started slowing down because it was the fourth day. <laughs> nice. Um, well, you know, uh, you've, you're have you 70% funded, so Kickstarter math. You know, Kevin and I have talked about Kickstarter math before, but once you're 50% funded, you have like a 95% chance of funding after that. So every, as the closer you get, you know, it's 90, 95%, 99%. I mean, you're, you're going to fund Kickstarter math is going to keep going to get Kickstarter math. <laughs> it uh, is pretty awesome. <laughs> can I show you what my favorite tier is? Oh, absolutely. Let's, let's take a look. It's a, it's a combination of anything that involves this slip case that I'm showing you. We've got one called the collector's box. We've got one called just the slip case plus the premium edition. Um, let me show you how the slip case works. I have a graphic here. It's a die cut cutout of the blood queen. So when you take the, oh, wow. the photo box, number one, you put on the top of the stack of comics, you slide it into the box, you close the box with the magnetic flap, and she fits right into that die-cut window, which I, mm -hmm. I thought was a really cool feature, and uh, I love it so much. I just can't wait to have it in my hands. Nice. So actually, you know, speaking of the, the slipcase, how many – is it going to hold the entire series? So I, I assume this is a limited series? It, it. So the idea is that this is an ongoing anthology series oh, because okay. we can – continue to tell stories that have this concept and they're not limited to current day. Um, they, you know, the first story that's, that's in the book is uh, from the 18th century. So they go, it goes all over the place in time. It could just keep, uh, we can keep revisiting over and over. So um, right now we're going to end up by the time this is done with all the add-ons, but uh, by the time we publish this one, we'll have eight covers that you can put in there and the collector's box will collect um, all of those covers that you can put in there. So that's, it's gotcha. designed to hold all the variant covers, but it will also hold more. So if you have more magazine size, because this is a large format, if you have more magazine size comics, you can fit them in the haunted box slipcase. Nice. But if we take them out, we're not going to get cursed, right? I'm, I'm just saying. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot guarantee we'll not get cursed. Uh, and I will say my second favorite is this one that I'm mousing over uh, because it's the one I drew. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, no, did, you use, just, did you use a ruler on that one? I, I mean, did, it's pretty I precise. Um, no, it's just uh, I, I like the idea of the soft touch laminate cover. Um, mm -hmm. And this uh, this came from, believe it or not, of, of all things, Marbles, Alex Ross's Marbles, where he's got that acetate cover over. When you flip it open, uh, you see like a virgin cover of, uh, I think the first one was the Human Torch, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's this idea. It's just a wraparound of when you open it, you get a virgin version of this cover right here. Um, oh, but it's got nice. the, that black suede touch and the red foil stamp to really pop out 
Um, so I don't know. I just thought it was a cool idea. Another way to, nice. to get another variant um, in a unique way. That's all. Very cool. Um, and all then right. this is, I just wanted to say real quick, this is taken from Tyler James. Uh, listen to his Comics Launch podcast, The Milestones. Uh, I'm in that low, so I'm able to try to take advantage of milestones and offer backers something, even if we haven't reached our goal. Every time we reach a milestone, uh, like I gave out a character info sheet digitally, uh, uh, progress on the Ursa Hunter cover, uh, and then there's more. Um, and then finally, last thing I'll say, and I'll finally shut up, is uh, we also... <laughs> I'm really looking forward to unlocking this stretch goal right here, 6,500, because scrolling all the way up, I just put this out maybe an hour before your uh, your show started. Uh, this is our upgrade. This is our major upgrade. Even though we're not going to color because the whole point is black and white, we're going to give it a black and white and blood upgrade. Oh, very nice. So it'll be black very and white nice. and red, and then we'll do some shading in the blacks so that the reds don't look funny being um, – highlighted and shaded uniquely from the black and white so we're also shading the black and white nice well hey here's a comment from uh gianna gianna fatini just back this project can't wait for that slip cover john so cool there you go <laughs> thanks and, and uh we have lots of people agreeing uh, as as i agree that tyler james is just an awesome human being and uh they're uh I, kevin and i have made no uh Made no secret that uh, without Tyler, there would probably be no Kickstarters from us, for sure. <laughs> and uh, Sarah, I believe you're in the comics uh, launch group as well. Yeah, uh, I am. I definitely feel the same way. Definitely couldn't have gotten here without the group. Yeah, nice. All right. Well, um, so yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, the question that I was going to ask you guys. Uh, and I completely blanked on what it is right now. So we'll talk about something else. Uh, how about that international shipping? Ugh, I hate it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, that's one of the things we had, uh, I believe is on one of the campaign is on Steven's campaign, the, the Gemini mailers. Um, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that it's important. You know, Steven says it's important to get it there because I don't one, I don't want to send it again. But, you know, we put a lot of blood, sweat and tears and profanity in my case into mm -hmm. making a book. Right. And, you know, with that, I want to protect it and make sure that it gets there, you know, and it's not all banged up or beat up or anything because, you know, it's it's, it's important. Right. And yeah. that's. That's something I think that, you know, I see a lot more creators doing. I know, you know, Steven's doing it on his, you know, um, and, uh, and, and it's, it's just, you know, our, like our Kickstarter, you know, the people that are backing it are helping us bring it to life, you know? So like, mm -hmm. you know, they're going the extra mile for you. To me, it's like, you got to go the extra mile from them. Uh, I always hate saying, you see this all the time. Someone will post on Twitter. They got their Kickstarter book in like a manila envelope and it's all just kind of like, <laughs> You know, mangled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got one not that long ago that was like that, and you become a purist, right? Whenever <laughs> yeah. you, because you know how you want to treat your own product when you get it. Yeah. Out. Because yeah, I think we're all on the same page. It's like uh, it, it, you, you love your project, but you also want to make sure people love your project as much as you do too. Um, yeah, and you're going to miss people. Yeah, and that extends to shipping 
and even yes. print quality, like in Sarah's case too, like, you know, uh, once you hit those milestones, it may not seem like much, but it's huge having different paper quality. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's all just this big harmonious thing. Uh, but yeah, Gemini mailers, just use them. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, and, and it's easy to not, tape them. Gemini mailers are awesome. I definitely use them, but I will say I was so jealous. I got a Kickstarter in the mail uh, like a month ago. Mm -hmm. um, it looked like uh, just a regular uh, uh, legal size envelope, right? Is that the right terms? But it's the size yeah. of legal yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. It was just really hard. Yeah, those are good too. Charlie, Charlie uses those. You have to transform the damn thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it in and I was jealous. Um, yeah, those were mailers from Blambot, and it was the same kind of like folding them. They have there's a video actually on Blambot <laughs> website for how to fold them, and I had to watch it. I'm like, okay, I think I got this. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll do. Uh, luckily, on the last fulfillment, I had uh, Stace and one of my sons helping me, and I'm like, okay, here's how you do it, you know, because I've done a few of them by this point, you know. And, mm -hmm. So we, we were doing that. It takes a while. It takes a while to get that flip right, you know. Yeah. Muscle memory. But you know, look at uh, you know we talk about that guy Charlie Stickney. Uh, he's got some beautiful boxes for his white ash stuff. I mean, they're, they're, they're white yeah, ash yeah. branded and they're just beautiful and they protect the crap out of you know every every yeah. all of the books that are in there. But uh, you know that's shipping is. It's tough. It's it's, it's gotten tough. it's gotten so expensive. The, yeah, that, that's I was gonna say that it's it is very expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean international. I mean everyone here probably knows, but it, the European Union changed the rules. Their whole thing last year in terms of how you can ship internationally, and it used to be if you were under a certain dollar amount, there was no VAT, right? And now, um. It's it's not just that they change that. So if you're you're supposed to be getting this like tax ID, it's, it's a very convoluted process, and I looked into it. But unless you're like doing like twenty thousand dollars worth of business, it's not worth getting. So anytime you're sending it into Europe now, you're kind of have to have your fingers crossed mm -hmm. um, because uh, whatever because of the new rules and on top of that it's gotten even more expensive it's gotten like ten dollars more expensive than it used to be so it's what uh if you guys don't mind me asking you know around around uh what uh what do you use to ship um like what just service? uh okay i use stamps.com uh okay yeah. just because the label printing uh alone is incredible so you just flip the bill by a label printer <laughs> trust me it's incredible. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I, I use that. It. Yeah, and um, yeah. It, it seems to be a little bit more uh, forgiving as far as shipping prices are concerned, uh, mm -hmm. rather than because with our first campaign we just took it to the post office, um, and we got reamed. Because uh, yeah. I mean, it was our first campaign. We we didn't know. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. like no, it, you you figure it out right as you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I will say this to you guys too: one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. Um, first campaign again we did prints as a uh, stretch goal and my dumb self made prints <laughs> eight by 10. So then I couldn't ship them uh, inside of the sleeves and I cost myself so much extra grief. So don't be an Allen. You make them. Yeah. Comic yeah. Uh, Sarah, what do you, what are you planning on using to ship? 
Um, I actually, I've used stamps.com uh, for other stuff in the past. Uh, so I was kind of thinking it, it might be the way to go. Um, and now probably, I, I probably will go that way. <laughs> yeah. What definitely. about you, John? Uh, definitely stamps.com for anything U.S. based, but overseas, uh, DHL. DHL? Cool. Well, Especially if with the slip case, it's going to be a little heavier with the books mm -hmm. inside, and the, and the price is just going to skyrocket if I don't use it. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess I'm the odd duck here because I love ShipStation for for uh, you know U.S.-based shipping because BackerKit lets me select a bunch of system, a bunch of packages, push them over to ShipStation. I then print the labels in ShipStation to my label, my Tyler James Comics Launch Thermal Printer 4XL <laughs> that I've had for a few years now, which is awesome. Uh, and then once I've printed them over there, I can hit refresh and it will mark them in backer kit as, hey, those are done. Boom. So mm -hmm. the integration between the two is just amazing. I, and I love that. That's useful. But, uh, station, is that a paid service? Uh, yeah, I usually I keep it at like nine ninety five a month, I think, when I'm not doing much shipping. And then when I'm doing the shipping, I bump it up to like the nineteen ninety five a month for like 20 days while I'm feverishly, you know, filling packages and everything and then bring it back down. I think uh, there was another service I used. You couldn't pause that service, but I think you can actually go ahead and pause the ship station too. And then just, you know, reenact it, you know, re-enable it when you're ready to go. But uh, I, I'm a believer in it. I really like it. Um, but then uh, I think it was Charlie Stickney, it may have been Kevin, uh, pirate ship for international shipping, because what they do, uh, it's like half. I, I was looking into it and it's like half of what I was going to pay normally because what they do is they bulk it up. They, you ship to their dis distributor distributor. They put to get into when they get a big package, boom, it all goes over at once. So you're able to ship internationally somewhat cheaper. I'm, I'm not sure how much cheaper, but uh, so far I've, I'm one of those crazy people. I'm like, Hmm. Here's a number I'm going to use for <laughs> international shipping. Is it right? It has never been right. Okay. <laughs> ever. Never in the history of ever has it been right. Mostly, I don't lose too much money on shipping. That's my hope is to just not lose too much money on shipping uh, internationally. But uh, so far, it's been, you know, the tracking is real good. And I've had, you know, knock on wood, uh, I've had pretty good luck with it. So, Stamps.com, DHL, um, Pirate Ship, Ship Station, all good things. So uh, any any other creators out there, feel free to you know hit us up and we'll let you know our experience. Or if you have experiences with others, definitely hit us up and let us know because it's uh, it's all about uh, what was it? Uh, not being an Allen, uh, saving yeah, each yeah, other yeah, from being yeah, an Allen. No one wants to do that. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, let's see. Oh, it looks like we've got a couple of new comments out here. Um, uh, <laughs> Katrina. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephen. This is uh, this is calling you out, man. So, yeah, so last night uh, we were on uh, Travis Gibbs. Uh, uh, he, he did a live stream last oh, night. Oh, his hangout. Yeah, his hangout. It kind of got a little crazy. We had, we had someone, uh, we had a troll bomb bomb in there oh. uh but anyway i kept i kept travis at the beginning uh had made a comment that i changed my shirt but i hadn't 
So then just throughout the whole thing, the three hours of it, I just kept changing church. <laughs> and it would drive him nuts. It would drive him nuts each time. So it just got. Just kept uh, our, uh, our buddy Garth, the label printer. Yes, it is a total game changer. And I think you can see mine. Right there. That's that's. Uh, I've got to go buy more labels for it too because I'm going to have to be shipping pretty soon. So darn. They're kind of expensive, but I do love that label printer so much. Well, um, let's see. How uh, everybody? Uh, anybody want to chat about anything else? Uh, anything you want to talk about while we're we're all here hanging out? If not, I know it's starting to get late. It's uh, on the East Coast. Oh, uh, Sean says. Uh, even towards the end of it. All right. Well, that is a perfect segue, Sean, because we're going to go back through our 30-second pitches, and we're going to start backwards this time. So we'll start with Stephen first. So if, if somebody was walking by and wanted to know more about Monster Matador, uh, would you throw something at him, or what would you do? Uh, I would stab him. No. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a post-apocalyptic kaiju throwdown about a matador uh, fights monsters to make a better world for his daughter. Uh, it's just as crazy and delightfully demented as it sounds. Uh, it is literally a matador who fights kaiju monsters, and part of the fun is seeing just how he does it. Um, so give it a shot. We uh, have a 180-plus page collection uh, with a brand new story that is exclusive to the collection. We have uh, available in digital hardcover and softcover. And how many days do you have left on the project? 13. It ends on October 20th. So. All right. Awesome. All right, Alan. Okay. We are also ending October the 20th. It's like we planned it, right? Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, um, again, I'm Alan. For those who missed it, um, the comic that I have running right now is Grandma Chainsaw. It is a wholesome tale about uh, life, love, and friendship. And uh, that's that's really it. You know, uh, everyone finds true love and happiness, and it's over. Uh, but really, it's about a serial killer grandma who uh, uses a chainsaw <laughs> on her victims. As advertised. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> of course, yeah, it does what it says on the label. And uh, as we said before, evil has a perm. So I, I hope you guys uh, hope you guys get a chance to check it out. Uh, we, we had a lot of fun with this. The, the team has, too. And uh, check out our trailer, too. We, uh, we, we love it. I think it's the only good thing about the book. But, so, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Nice. All right, Sarah, what can you tell us about No Spell Lasts Forever? Um, it is a noir urban fantasy um, about a magic user who meets an early death and makes a deal with the devil for a second chance at life. Um, the artist is Aime Holly. Um, I'm the writer. Um, Aime's artwork is gorgeous. She just does some really cool things with like the, the magic effects and, and the way that looks visually. Um, it's a six issue series and, uh, issue one is live on Kickstarter now through November 3rd. Awesome. All right, John, you are up, sir. Um, so the haunted box is a horror anthology series and all the stories revolve around the same uh, premise, which is you receive a mysterious box and inside of it is exactly what you need to solve all of your problems. Uh, the box just wants you to take one life. The box wants blood. And I just want to shout out to my co-creators, AC Medina and Mina Elwell, because I forgot to earlier. Sorry, guys. 
Not a problem. All right. Well, um, this uh, as the, we've reached the point of the show where Kevin and I typically say that it goes completely and totally off the rails if it hasn't already. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to review some of the projects that are still running live that we've had the creators on the on the show. Uh, you're welcome to hang around with me and uh, we can chat about, you know, these projects or if you. Like I said, if you're on the East Coast and you're like, oh, my God, it's late. I've got to get some sleep. Uh, no, no judgment. Feel free. Uh, or if you're on the West Coast and it's, oh, my God, I'm starving. I've got to eat something right now. Then feel free. We're, we're all good. So uh, thanks again, everyone, for being here. Uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope hope everyone else had fun, too. So let's let's see what kind of trouble I can get into by myself now. All right. <laughs> All right. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna take off. It's midnight over here, and I'm gonna try yeah. to make New York Comic Con. All right. Have a good one. To back out too. Thanks again for showing up. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> All right. Stephen Allen gonna hang. All right. No, I'm just gonna uh, drop out unexpectedly. So oh, okay, when, you, cool. when you least expect it, I'm going to be in the okay. middle of a question and then I'm just hanging out. It's going to hang out. Okay, yeah. cool. I, I will be prepared to be unprepared for that. Okay, okay. good. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never leaving, Will. Okay. Are you going to change shirts for me? <laughs> no. I'm just going to. Yeah, I will stay. It is, uh, I'm on the East Coast as well. It's 1210 here. So I'll stay around for, for a couple of them. All right, cool. Well, here's what we've got going on. Uh, let's see. Um, Let's see. Oh, okay. So uh, on the show we had, let's, what have we got here? Uh, yeah, we're still hanging. Yep. Yeah, we're still hanging. We're going to show some uh, projects that were on the show earlier uh, that are still live on Kickstarter. So uh, everybody can have another chance to check them out. And the first one of these is going to be, I can find it in the giant list of stuff here. Uh, no, no, there we go. Uh, this is the, uh, Alchemist of Aurelia, uh, by Melissa J. Massey. Uh, Melissa's been on the show actually a couple of times, and this is a tale of magic set during the, um, hang on a second and I'll, uh, during the Ottoman Empire. Uh, it's got vengeful witches, ancient lore, and a determined wizard uh with some fantasy it's uh, a really great looking book and melissa is an awesome creator so uh definitely go check it out at uh, alchemistcomic.melissajmassey.com and the next one on the list is i clicked my back button too many times okay uh our star universe uh it's a sci-fi fantasy comic uh, with uh, a space pirate on the run who uh, finds out she's uh, magic uh, kind of at the worst possible moment. But uh, it is by uh, Andrew Abarca, and uh, you can find it out at uh, Kickstarter. It's Our Starry Universe. It's got 12 days to go uh, to check it out. And what do we have next? There's so many projects. My, uh, I don't know about you guys, but my, uh, my, oh, I hit my Kickstarter out. limit like, uh, three months ago, I think. And I'm still backing stuff <laughs> Yeah, sucks. because like I go on these shows and then I see all these great books and everything. And it's just, it, 
It's too much, man. This yeah. is too much. <laughs> There's too much good stuff. Yeah. And I know so many people. And I'm like, I've got to back their books, you know? So yeah. uh, next up is Concrete Arcanum, uh, which is a... Where is that? Uh, oh, uh, by creator uh, Nathan Luth. Oh, whoops, and I hit the wrong one. There it is. Uh, it's an anthology, uh, which is, you know, magic has come out into the real world, and now people have to kind of deal with it. So it's an anthology that has lots of different stories that deal with that. A uh, good buddy, uh, John Eddingfield II, is, is it the second? Yeah, okay. I don't know, it's late. Uh, anyway, John's in it, and he's an awesome artist uh, who I've worked with once or twice before and uh, he's just an awesome dude so definitely check out concrete arcanum uh, it has uh 20 days to go and it's about halfway toward its goal so uh it's already got 207 backers and in my mind kickstarter math says it's gonna make so it's gonna make and then some so uh definitely check it out all right let's see um that's it as far as the people that have been on the show at this point. Uh, now it's time for the friends that haven't been on the show yet. Yet. <laughs> but we're back in anyway. Uh, our buddy Pat Shand. Uh, and I don't know that I even have a link for this one yet. Uh, I do you really need it, though? With a it's just it's, it's, it's Pat freaking Shand. Go back, Destiny New York, Volume 6 already. Jeebus, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, after Pat, we've got, uh, a oh, good friend, uh, Travis Gibb is doing uh, Granite State Punk right now, uh, the Breaking Edge, which is the second issue of his Granite State Punk. And Travis is a great dude. He's, he, he said that this is his, um, his best work and he's really, really proud of it. So uh, here's the, the link for that guy right there, Granite State Punk. You don't need a link for Pat. It's Pat Shand, right? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so, uh, I, think, uh, I think it just takes you there directly. Yeah, just Kickstarter. There yeah, yeah just, if you just type <laughs> kickstarter.com, you just hit take us right to, to Pat's thing. I think that's right. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Uh, two, three more. Um, Dream Quest uh, by uh, Buddy Clay, actually Buddies, Clay Adams and uh, Mick Byers. Uh, it is a Lovecraft, and I don't know that I actually have a link for it. Uh, it's quite announced uh, a new book at New yeah. York Comic Con that was, uh, I think it, it's, uh, the concept was created by Martin Cove. So. That's right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another book. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Dream, Dream Quest is great, but that, that looks really great, that that, uh, that campaign. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Even if it is Clay Adams, you know, we uh, – that guy, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, at least I'm not the only one who feels that way, but yeah. <laughs> and my part is just jealousy. You know, I'm a pet. We all, we all oh, are. Yeah, it's all professional jealousy, right? <laughs> that uh, and then uh, the, the next book I've kind of got um, – would be uh, Sharp Wit and the Company of Women, which is um, by Brent Fisher. And I cannot, I'm sorry, Michelle, I cannot remember your last name, but uh, co-editors on this book. This is an anthology with lots of great creators in it. Um, it's, um, 
let's see. The book is 150-page comic anthology. It's got 19 stories that range in uh, size from four to six pages. And it focuses on stories about women contextualized through whatever lens the teams felt met the standards of strength, power, and agency. Uh, this is the second volume uh, from uh, Extra Pages Press, which their first one was uh, The Color of Always, which was a really amazing campaign and really successful campaign. So go check out The Sharp Wit and The Company, company of Women, which uh, has got... Uh, okay, I got to share this because... This is, without a doubt, uh, Tula Lote. Oh, my God. This, this is just such a beautiful cover. Um, it is absolutely amazing. There you go. Take a look at that. Is that yeah. not just absolutely beautiful? I mean, that's good if you like good covers, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> anyway, go look. Go check out Sharp Wit and the Company of Women. Uh, definitely a an excellent project from uh, from our friends over at Extra Pages. And finally, uh, he would probably, you know, beat on me if I forgot to mention it. But hey, Snowpaw number two is out from my buddy Rob Multari and excellent, excellent artist Mog Park. Uh, I might not have stole her to do a cover for Crossover Division number four. You know, maybe. Okay, I totally did, but uh, Snowpaw is ending on October 19th, and uh, you still have plenty of time, I believe, and Rob will have to correct me if I'm wrong here. I think it's going to be a four-issue series, but it might be five. Uh, I'll have to get him on here to verify that, but um, let's see here. It, uh, if you back, it, oh, I'm sorry. If you back Snowpaw and Monster Matador, there's an exclusive print. Uh, all right. Drawn by uh, Carlos Herrera, his artist from uh, Nightwolf. So Nightwolf. If you back both projects, you get. If you back Monster Monitor and Snowpaw, you get uh, print drawn by uh, Carlos. So. Nice, definitely. Go forth and do just that. Uh, Please. And let's see. And hey, excellent, Sean. Uh, you're, I'm, Rob is uh, Rob is making a headway into the local comic shops. <laughs> nice it's a fun well, all right it is and mog's art oh man um she's fantastic yeah. she's fantastic she's just absolutely fantastic so i think that is about it um thanks for hanging gentlemen i'm going to turn this banner off and double check the list one more time And I don't see anything else new. Uh, again, we'll be doing this for your projects, you know, as they progress, uh, you know, on Kickstarter. And hopefully uh, we can help make the dead zone a little less soul crushing. Well, it's, and, it's, it's all on you now because you've taken. <laughs> yeah, you did take all the credit. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, I, you know, it's. I. My first, my second, third campaign for Crossover Division number one, which is kind of really, I consider it my first campaign because it was for new stuff that, you know, the team and I had done together and, you know, we had built it, you know, for, for Kickstarter. Um, hey, thanks, Jay. Um, but um, 
that dead zone was just so, so hard because we hadn't funded yet. Um, you know, it was, we didn't fund until the last day, but next to last day of the campaign. Isn't um, that the and, worst, right? Oh, it's just, well, and you know, I, and I totally get it because, you know, you, like you said earlier, it's, it was a new book. There's no yeah. track record. You know, I, as a creator had a track record of fulfilling, but it was but it doesn't a totally matter. different book, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It does yeah. not matter. Yeah. Like again, uh, we, we thought that, you know, Pocus Hocus, it's like, great. We, we have a good fan base for it. People like it, mm-hmm. man. It, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's that book one. We got to make sure it's, it's good. And I get that. So uh, the biggest jump we had in all of our Kickstarter stuff was Pocus one to Pocus two. And it was mm-hmm. crazy. The jump, right? Yeah. You know, it's weird because I, you know, I jumped from one to two. I jumped up above, you know, I was under 200. I jumped above 200. Mm-hmm. Three put me, you know, let's see. Yeah. No, uh, I, I think I jumped above 200 for the third book. And then for the fourth book, it, I jumped above 300. I'm like, awesome. This is, this is great. You know, and then I, and that, that dead zone is still the same size dead zone. But funding happens much sooner, you know, yes. when you have that many backers. So it's, uh, it. Uh, hey, Joey, Joey's back. You know, hey, where where would you go, man? Come on, you know, leaving us hanging out to dry. Oh my terrible. god, That's terrible, terrible, man. We, we, we um, haven't even got a show. We've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah we've just been waiting. Yeah, on the you, other Joey. the other creators left because they were so <laughs> bored and mad at you. Joey. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even talk about their books. Yeah, they're just like that Joey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give him an earful next time I talk to him. <laughs> well, hey, gentlemen, thank you very much, and everyone in the comments, thanks for showing up. Um, it is 11:22 Central Standard Time, which you know it is time as God intended it, uh, from what I've been told. Uh, <laughs> it's the true time. <laughs> it's the true time. Uh, and I am about ready to go crash. I'm sure you guys on the East Coast are equally ready to crash. But, but maybe not. You're not as tired as old as I am. So, you know, we'll, we'll go with that. Oh, no, I'm right behind you. So I'll catch you okay. guys later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have Bye. a good one, everyone. Thanks, Bye, guys. everyone. Right, thanks for tuning. <laughs> good night. Good night. And good night, everyone. Have a good week, and uh, Kevin will be back, and we'll see you next week.